Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. Ben Jammin Butler, how you doing, buddy? What's happening, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, well, it's another day in paradise, as they say. I am it? in a fairly decent mood. Good. Even Good. though everything around me is annoying me, man. I seem to be handling it okay. I don't That's, know what to tell you. Isn't it funny? Like sometimes I you get that where you're like this this problem solving robot where there's like nothing gonna freaking stop you, you know? Or right. it's like no yep. uh, no house fire in the world is gonna be hot enough to burn yours down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty good. You know, there's things that are offsetting. Yeah. The negativity negativity. So it's like okay, uh, over here there's a bunch of trash and things I have to deal with that I don't like doing. So I'm going to yep. be a toddler. I'm going to stomp around. I'm going to tell people, I don't want to do it. And I hate it. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then over here, there's a bunch of good stuff like, you know, unicorn farts and, you know, uh, other things that make me happy <laughs> that I won't mention because this is a family show. Uh, and, and I'm like, you know what, man? All right. I, this is good. I'll take I can do this. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think to myself, all right, look, the bad is the bad, and we can't yeah. change the bad. So and we can work on the bad, though. Yeah. Here's here's my here's how I look at this. Last week, Dexter was in the shop because it was spring break. Yep. He was helping me out. He's making kits up. We were doing our thing, hardware kits, putting a bunch of stuff together. Sales have been great. Everything's great. Been really solid. Logistically, we're really crushing it. Um, and uh, but you know it's repetitive work like we were saying it's just yeah. a lot of like yeah. putting pieces together and making sure everything's right and then weighing the parts and and doing all that we it, it, I don't know if you've ever heard this strategy before but one of my patrons his name is Michael okay. messaged me and he said look I know you're packing a lot of parts this is how we do it or I I don't I'm not sure if he's still in the industry or not I know yeah. he did it at one time but basically what you do is you bag up all your parts and then you weigh them. Oh, okay. With a with a scale, right? Yep. So if you you miss something, 
you know, that oh, that bag should be off, you know, brilliant. slightly. And if it, brilliant. yeah, brilliant, right? I would have never, yeah. ever in a no. million years thought of this. That's Which, how by most the way, of... is why they, they must do it that way, you know, well, or if, you it's know, not machine sorted anyway. Yeah. I mean, you always see like bags of chips say net, net weight, you know, and it, it's mm. based on net weight, not volume. Um, even grocery stores, I think about when you check out, right? Uh, if you do the self checkout, for example, it's checking the weight. Right, which is why you've got to put it in the in the bag beside the uh, checkout kiosk. Oh, sure, yeah. Right, yeah. so it knows damn well if you try to put a you know pineapple in there and and uh, you're only paying for a piece of taffy, <laughs> it's gonna scream, right? Which is super annoying when you're buying yes. like washers one at a time because it never picks it up. <laughs> and you have a six yeah, year old. you have a six year old leaning on the, the scale. scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here. But that's a brilliant idea. It it really, um, I bet it makes stuff stand out really quickly, real fast. Because the scale yeah. we're using is a is a it, it measures like up to like point oh one ounces or something right. like that. So you like accurate. really 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 get a, an accurate thing. So we're we're loading parts, and Dexter's just like getting worn out. You know he's just, you know it's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, a lot to pay attention to. And I think to myself, look, we are blessed with work. You know yeah. we have things to do we have customers to provide for they're happy with what we're doing we're you yeah. know we should and you know god we three straight days of packing and um, sorting orders and doing all kinds of stuff so we we were doing that and we nailed 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 the logistics of it all we nailed the target dates for everything we were trying to do yeah um and the customers that have received their parts already are super happy so we're just like great you know what if we can figure out the logistics of getting this stuff cut out getting the parts yeah. and making sure everything looks good handling our suppliers and you know of course every other day i don't know if you saw that train film yeah, that yeah, i posted yeah. with a guy perfect. like jump that's exactly what i've been doing it's like this supplier it? is out of this okay now i gotta go over here try to find that you know if you can uh, bob and weave and grab stuff and and just look at it like that like you're blessed with things to do yeah the yeah. the downsides the negatives they're just not going to shine they're you know the positives are going to far outweigh it's all a perspective thing you know yeah absolutely I, I i often equate it like there's two there's everybody has different sides to their personality right and and i think that there's a side to my personality that tends to get me in trouble, but that guy's always trying to solve problems, right? He's, he's sure. always solving problems ahead of, uh, you know, ahead of the train, so to speak. And, uh, sometimes he solves, solves them too quickly or he solves them in an interesting way, you know, but sometimes um, you solve one problem and create another. Yeah, and you create three more, but I think that th there is, you said it, right? It's, you're blessed to be busy and that busyness where you know what needs to be done, you you know how to do it basically, and any roadblock that gets in your way is going to just become a small hurdle that you can jump over, uh, you know, because you not only see the finer details of the project, you also see the big picture. And I think when, when you have all of that perspective, it makes life so much easier maybe. You know, Dexter may not get it because he's just – looking at the bottom of a flat rate shipping box, you know? Um, but if right. you start seeing that bigger picture, it all fits in. I mean, hands down, that's when I think back on my work career, the most enjoyable work I've ever done was framing houses. Why? Because I showed up every day. And, and if it was 
we were rolling floor joists that day, or we were sheathing walls, or we were cutting roofs, uh, you know, roof rafters. You knew exactly what the hell needed to be done. When you walked up and they said, we're cutting roof rafters today, you knew the whole day, right? <laughs> like you, sure. you didn't know every little detail of it, but you knew the whole freaking day and you knew it would be a good day or maybe it wasn't your favorite to do or whatever, but you knew that day in its entirety. And I think sometimes, I don't know, the problems you end up solving in a job like mine become these jogger knot of like, play this person this way and, you know, that person that way and get all this manipulation to happen. And, I, you know, some days I'm just like, screw this. I, I just want to, somebody to say it's floor joist day. Go roll them out. <laughs> you know? And, and when like, you're framing a house, there's an immediate uh, uh, oh, sort of satisfying structure being built absolutely. in front of you. So, that, you know, th- yeah. that is one of the things about building houses I loved. Yep. Every yeah. day you'd show up to the job site and it would be a little further along. What'd you do today? Huge, yeah, is. huge thing you're standing inside of that you had a part yeah. of. Um, although the, it's brutal, harsh work on the body. It is. And, you know, yeah, yeah, it's just really but tough it's, work. Uh, but it was good to know. Like you said, there's so, so many tangible benefits of it that, yeah. So that's, uh, I, I've been been searching for that in my in my life lately. I know that. And, and uh, your you know, with your grinder and everything else, I've been really kind of cooking like, all right, it's time to start thinking about what we're going to mass produce on the old shop bot here. So, Oh man, we've talked about a few projects yeah. and, and, and I, I love those tool bit holders. I, yeah, yeah. If, okay. Cause like, let me, for, for instance, let me just say when I saw those things I sent you, which by the way, if you're listening and you want a visual, it's a, it's like a tool bit holder that goes into a French cleat that holds like all your bits for anything. You can put yeah. taps and you can put drill bits, whatever it is. The fact that there's so many holes and they're all different sizes is what yeah. makes it perfect for the shop bot because yep. to drill those by hand would, would be, be such a tedious task. Yeah, yeah. But that, you know, program it into Fusion, tell shop bot yep. what, you know, to cut and how fast and whatever else. It could probably pump that out in 20 minutes, I would think. You know, Easily, like yeah. That. You know, I've been playing around. So I took your, I took that idea uh, and kind of put it on steroids a little bit. I've been playing around with it. I have from FastCap is the name of the company. They make a lot of carpentry tools for cabinet makers and, uh, you know, Finnish carpenters pretty much. But they have what's called a, it's their KISS drill bit system, the keep it simple, stupid drill bit system. I and like it's cut co- it's color coded, which it's absolutely brilliant. So on the back of the drill bit itself, they paint the, you know, the very tail end of the drill bit opposite of the business end. So they okay. paint that a specific color and then they have a rack for all of the drill bits. And so every size gets a different color. But then the colors sort of repeat mm. themselves per row, right? So you might have, oh, I don't know what it is. It's like you have an eighth inch through a quarter of an inch. And then you have, you know, one step above a quarter all the way on up to half inch in another row. And then 
so or, or three eighths holes yeah. color coded too. So like you the know, holes like are color coded. Green yep. bit in your hand, you would it green would go to bit, a green hole. and it's uh, smaller than this row, so it must be the green bit on the row below oh, it. Oh man, is that and brilliant? Because just, I'll tell you, I have piles of drill bits yeah. laying around because I don't take the time to put them back, and yep. I'm not, and because I'm old as shit, I can't see right. the. You know, I'm like looking yeah. at, I'm lifting my glasses so, uh, up. Which, what size drill bit is this? I can't <laughs> yep. see it anymore. Is this one of the good ones so you or is do this it one once. of the bad ones? You do it once. Is this once, one burnt right? out? I don't even know. It's like it's a fucking three-eighths. Yep. Just, it's not just that small. You know? I'm hole. grabbing the caliper and shit because yeah. you know, some of them, the, 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 the numbers are worn off on right? them because I've yep. been using them so you much. you spun oh them around in the, in the chuck. Yeah. yeah. No, so oh, it's funny because... I. Uh, I uh, real quick, a story yeah. about that, real fast. Dexter <laughs> says to me, "We're watching Adam Savage on Tested." Yeah, and Adam is uh, giving a demonstration on a tap, and he's showing mm-hmm. how it taps. He pulls his glasses down and looks over the <laughs> top of his glasses. Right. He goes, "Why do you guys do that? I don't understand." I go, "Because we're we fucking like old. That's why." Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we like it. We, we like can't see it. anything that's like six inches or <laughs> closer to our face. Oh, it's funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I picked up this kit. Oh gosh, a couple of years ago now. And so you can buy just the stand for it, you know, which is like a plastic, I don't know if it's injection molded or whatever, blow mold plastic. Um, or you can get it with a set of bits and it comes with three bits per size. Okay. And I'll tell you, I've been using those drill bits for going on to almost three years now. They're quality drill bits. So my, my thought is, right, well, this is similar to their setup, but with a different stand, right? Or a different holder, bit holder, so to speak. So it could mount on the back of your drill press, you know, or on the drill press, the pipe that, that allows it to slide up and down or put a French cleat on it as well or have options, that kind of thing. So I love the French around. cleat thing too. It, oh, it requires yeah. obviously that you have a French cleat uh, yep. system, you know, obviously in but, the shop. Easy. But man, I mean, it's slick. And it, and then yeah. here here's how I would do this. Okay. I think in terms of people are going to buy it because they want to obviously store stuff, right? Yeah. I really dislike the way Harbor Freight sells their drill bits in that like folding, you know, yes. it, it, oh. I don't know if you've ever bought a set yep. from them, but like, you know, it's like a plastic container. You can never nope. read, no. you know, the little thing. And but I'm I'm a fan of the bits. I think the bits are great. Yep. I mean they work. I think if you have a drill doctor, yeah, they you do. sharpen them. They yep. they're not bad. But nah, but and I read a big long thing by the way on Facebook about titanium drill bits. Somebody was writing in mm. and talking about that in uh, one of the shop uh, uh, forums that I'm on. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I they're like, well, if you sharpen your drill bit and it's got a titanium coating on it, didn't you just like wipe away the titanium coating? Yeah. And that's actually true, but like the first or second time you use that bit, that titanium coating is usually gone, gone anyway. anyway. Huh? So you know it doesn't really matter. So like there was a lot of discussion on these on this forum about that, and it made yeah. me think like you know buying those cheap drill bits, not such a bad deal for no. eleven bucks if you get it on sale. You know when they run their sale for ten ninety nine, you can get a whole set of them. That's, um, and, that's and I know. And so I here's mean, here's what I'm thinking. It, what if you designed this tool bit holder to marry up to the cheap Harbor yeah. Freight drill bit set, right? I mean, Perfect. because it yep. makes sense. You know, you, it, the set itself is cheap, but the container yeah. sucks. And so, you know, if you're if now, by the way, you have this cool as shit 
you yep. know, board with these drill bits coming off of it, all color coded. Yep. You could show everybody how to color code them. And it would be a great yeah. uh, video on YouTube because you could yep. make that and couple it with some stuff. And and it's content for your shop bot uh, folks. Yep. That's exactly it, man. Crush That's it. exactly what I'm looking at. And it's, you know, projects like that that are a jig or a, a shop um, accessory or, you know, things like that. I was even looking. So you have um, you have wall control in your shop, right? And I've got, I mean, it's in cardboard boxes. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> it's uh, not actually I, on the it's, wall. It's, it's in your shop. <laughs> it's somewhere around I've, here. <laughs> I've got some. I've got some wall control, and I've got some Omni wall. So I've got some of both, and sure. they're they're similar but different enough um, in their layout of the pegboard. Omni wall is interesting because Omni wall allows you to use standard pegboard hooks, which I think is kind of a neat little benefit. I have not had a chance to try standard pegboard hooks on uh, wall control, but I'm going to try it. But I've been playing around as well. I've used uh, some of the regular peg hooks on my Omni wall, and then I've drilled holes in little like wooden boxes. So then I could slide them onto two pegs and have just like a little box hanging from my pegboard. So I've been playing around with like using some of the standard hooks or pegs from OmniWall or wall control so that I could have a system of mounting them to those as well. So you could have, you know, options for tool holders that would be OmniWall, wall control, uh, French cleat, or uh, mounted on a pipe, you know, like your actual sure. drill uh, drill press stand or whatever. So been playing around and I think it's, it's coming together. I'm going to probably cut the first one this week and see what it looks like. So let's talk about the end result. Yeah. Let's work our way backwards. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, okay, let's just say you come up with this design uh, and we, we kind of figure out, all right, this is what it's going to do. This is how it works and whatever is yep. your end goal to sell the plans uh, and like the DXF files so that people can load it into their own CNCs or is your goal to sell the actual product or is your ultimate goal to do a mixture of both? I think both, honestly. Yeah. I, you know, what I like about it is that it's, it would be flat packable, you know, and I, and I kind of got this idea. I think I shared it with you a little bit, you know, where it's, there are so many jigs and fixtures and accessories for the shop that could be flat packed into a, a, a relatively small box, right? I mean, even a router, like a router table, the parts to assemble your own router table could be flat packed. It's four or five sure. pieces of plywood, you know, that are, that are cut precisely and everything else. So my thought is to, you know, really start looking at designing and, and building accessories like that, that are flat packable, uh, that can be easily shipped for a relatively small amount of money made out of inexpensive materials, plywood, you know, and they're, they're something that would otherwise be challenging for a maker to build themselves, right? Like some thing about it is makes it a pain in the neck and it's easier to pay 20 bucks just to get it shipped to you, you know, but then absolutely. Like you said, the advantage with a, a CNC is that then the files would also be available. You know, if you want to cut your own or you want to, you just want plans, right? Yeah. So almost 
three offerings, uh, the actual product, the digital files to cut your own, or uh, paper plans, and then a video to accompany how how I make it or use it or finish it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's an excellent uh, business model because now you're doing that and then you just go, okay, I want to do that for that project and then just wash, rinse, and repeat and do it for others. Yeah. I mean, it could be a great source of passive, you know, I say quote unquote passive income. You still have to make but, some stuff, but you yeah. know, the, the, the idea here is that where you're building up a repertoire of easy projects that would, you know, like you said, the guy that, uh, for instance, I put out that sharpening video uh, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. It's a combination of belts, a water misting system, some stuff I've uh, put together. I, you know, I fabricated just a few things to make it work, put them yep. together, you know, and I give the audience the choice. You can either purchase it through me. I'll assemble it, test it, make sure it works, send it out to you. Um, or here's all the links for all the stuff you can buy yourself. Yeah. You can go out and do it yourself and buy it. Um, and, you know, the, and you get the, some kickback. It's obviously, yeah, I get a little kickback from Amazon if that happens. Um, you know, yep. we freaking almost sold out. I mean, That's I made incredible. 25 of them and I sold yeah. 21 of them. So, nope. you know, I'm, I was like, wow, you know, there's, and, and the emails from the people that bought it were just like, they were like, I've been struggling with this. And then yeah. to watch you do it so yep. simply on your own belt grinder, you know, um, for, for instance, um, the Tormek device that I have, you know, once all said mm -hmm. and done, you're like 900 bucks in to yeah, it's a Tormek steep, system. Isn't it? Yeah. It's steep. It'll sharpen everything. I mean, it'll do axes. Right. It'll do all that stuff. And it keeps your stuff cool. And I bought that thinking um, I would use it more than my belt system. And then I just started going back to the belts because I'm like, it's so much it's quicker. Always, and yeah. as long as I use the misting system, I keeps never cool. risk burning the edge. You know? Yeah. And uh, and you're so. always set up, right? Like that's probably – when I look at things like that, there are – I mean, I, you know, there's a tool for every job almost quite literally. And, and today even more so, right. We might've even talked about this back way back in our tool episode, but I try to avoid those like single use tools, you know, yes. like the Festool Domino is an example of that where it's, it's a thousand dollar tool. And literally all it does is cut slots for loose tenon joinery. You know, yep. it, that's it. I mean, for a thousand bucks, most guys could buy two table saws, you know, the equivalent of two table saws in their shop right now uh, wouldn't touch a thousand dollars. So to me, it's, yeah, it's finding those little uh, tricks or whatever and, and avoiding those tools that are just like so focused in. I, I think too, like, and you're, you do, you're the same as me. Like or we spend so much time farting around with stuff that. Um, most guys don't get nearly the time that we do. We're pretty fortunate in that regard, right? Where that's and I very think true. Everybody would get to the point where they're making these these jigs and fixtures and figuring this thing out, right? Like I think everybody's capable of it, but it's the thousand hour rule, right? It's like you've got to spend so much time trying different things to get to the point where I mean, I've thrown away so many jigs that you know worked for that moment and then weren't worth saving. But the next time they got a little better, a little more permanent, a little more permanent. And eventually you've got this really great idea, you know, or this great combination of tools like you've got for your sharpening that it's like, this makes sense. I will always use this. <laughs> if I could find a way to make YouTube videos on this subject entertaining, I would. Yeah. I think right? it would be so hard to do. It's like, yeah. 
I had this concept in my mind where I wanted to do a series of videos just on systems and try to explain that to people and go, look, every single time you come up with a process, it's a system, you know, you can call it whatever you want, but it is a system. And that system will, you know, over an aggregate amount of time, it'll just chip away at your bottom line, which is the only, by the way, the only finite resource we have uh, is time. And so if, and it's so valuable, right? Like what you were saying is like, man, you and I get to fart around in our workshops and figure all this shit out and do whatever. And it's, that's by design. We've chosen that path for our lives and and that's what we want to do. I think that the maker... Um, the 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 sort of trend of the maker uh, space or the maker world, um, and watching makers do their things is because we have a whole shit ton of people stuck in cubicles doing yeah, yeah. um mind work and not hand work or tactile work, and they want to escape that world because just like framing a house. There's nothing really tangible that, you know, you could be banging away on a keyboard and you could program one of the coolest pieces of software, but there's not a lot of tangibility there. But with a maker sitting down in his workshop, making a knife, you know, building a table, uh, assembling a lamp, coming up with creative things. It's like it's touching that that core need for a lot of I know a lot of women, too, but mostly men. You know, we have this like built into us like it's part of our value system we really need to you know produce something yep. make something or look make it look cool or change something it's part of our ego and our survival right and, you know and in a way it's it like all boils down to us being able to beat on our chest and dance in front of women and t- show them how yep. important look and what smart I made. we are <laughs> look what i made oh, you want to be with right. me and you want to have children with me you know like, <laughs> and, and and uh you know and meanwhile it, it's a core tribal thing that yeah. you know brings us back to tens and hundreds of thousands of years, but it is that psychology behind that. And then on top of that, you want to leave something behind, you know? So what did you leave behind? Well, I was a database administrator for, you know, SQL database. Uh, There's a database in the cloud somewhere that's obsolete that I, yeah, I developed for the last 10 years and now it's absolute shit because the technology is obsolete, you know? So I think think there's, that's why this is so popular. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and I think even more so with, with COVID and pandemic and everybody kind of locked inside, right? And Oh, it's even worse um, now, yeah. It's 10 times worse. I, I see so many people, I've listened to a few different podcasts where this has come up, but how many people from the tech industry are now woodworkers or makers? Oh, yeah. or, They're burnt and, out. And, and so many of them become like, the extreme, right? Hand tool woodworkers where they don't even use a freaking power tool, you know? <laughs> it's like so hand planes and YouTube? hands. Well, I make um, uh, three-legged stools with just a toothpick and, um, <laughs> yeah, a, and a, a jeweler's a sharp piece file. Of steel. <laughs> yeah. We use dental floss and we make uh, picnic tables. <laughs> but then there's also, wow. right? There's also folks like uh, Jocko and and I'm sure you you follow Jocko whatever on YouTube. Oh yeah. Um, well, hell yeah. He designed the Maker Knife. He he now designed the Kinetic Driver, which is Gotta just it. sick. It's unreal. Uh, a screwdriver that unscrews screws by itself, basically. Yep. Th- there's an example, right? Of he actually in a former life 
was in technology. He had a very, very successful tech startup that uh, they built several different apps and sold them. And so he was heavy into the tech industry and then just dove headfirst with all the money, you know, and I think he said it in one of his videos. He's like, I, I just, I took the money I made from tech and I poured it right into this enterprise and making things. And I mean, he has probably more tools in Italy or wherever he's at than anybody in town, <laughs> you know. The freaking you know, building he's in is enormous. My Lord, it's huge, huge. It. I'm so but, jealous. So he uses tech. His forklifts in and his, shit. Uh, yeah, forklifts. Then he they bought an auction, right? Is how they ended up with a lot of that stuff, I think. Does he, he own that a, building? Do you know? Does he, yeah, he, he does. Bought it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then all the stuff that he got, um, maybe a couple months afterwards, they had bid on an auction for like dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. And it was like tractor trailer loads of everything and anything from LED lights to forklifts to EDM machines. You know, it was just all and they won the auction and got they it all. They won it for like oh, wow. pennies on the dollar. And yeah. uh yeah, but it's interesting how how that happens. I I get it. I see it. It's one of the things I struggle with with using the CNC, right? I I come out here and that that urge to just put two pieces of wood together with my hands uh isn't satisfied, right? Because first, I've got to design it on a computer. <laughs> you sure. know, so you spend time on the computer, then you cut the thing out and then you get to put it together. It's like, I just want to put the freaking thing together. So it, it's <laughs> well, definitely I, it, different. It, it touches a part of me because I have a small bit of OCD. Like my, my yeah. shop is dirty most of the time, but like I, it's fairly organized, but I just have like these details, these things that I could not do yeah, or I could not make them look the way I want them to look without a CNC. So I, I yeah. just know that like, all right, if I take, let's just say I take two weeks and I design something in CAD, I know at the end that the manufactured piece is just going to be way better than I times, could ever yeah. do by hand. Now, when I'm making a knife, I prefer the uh, sort of handmade look. My knives yeah. are not perfect. Uh, they, they will They will have imperfections. But when I see them on the the knife board or in my kitchen and they're being used and they, you know, everything, everything around that etched, that perfectly etched logo is handmade. Right. The one thing that isn't is the logo, which is exactly how I wanted it. I wanted that knife to feel handmade, should be sharp, should be sharp as hell, and it should feel good in the hand. It should be functional, very functional, but at the same time. I wanted that etch to uh, to be perfect, you know, and and if I could do that, if I could achieve that, it was yeah. worth you know the money that I spent on the on the laser etcher. I mean, shit, it's, man! I, if you have one of these laser etchers, you can oh. you could go to business. Like the amount of people that have reached out to me just to do shit for them, I'm like, look, that's not my I, business. I don't right? do it, but. I could start a business just based around that laser etcher for sure. It's uh, it, I'll tell you, I, I debated between laser and CNC for a long time. You know, I honestly did. And, and uh, the advantages of laser are many, you know, and I think yeah. it's that, that, um, that ability to work with metal in particular, I think is really cool. Right. You, you, you pay for it with a laser to get something that's capable of etching metal, but, it's it's pretty phenomenal. I've seen a this lot thing of guys will do cutting leather that. too. 
It'll, it'll right. etch leather yeah. and wood and all yep. kinds of shit. You just fact, put it I've, down on there. It'll cut paper. I've even, uh, I've even looked at, there, there are quite a few out there attachments for a CNC like mine. Um, not nearly as powerful of a laser as yours. However, you can, you can actually get something that will engrave just about, you know, anything that you want. And then some that will cut up to a quarter of an inch, believe it or not. But I don't know how you do. The one thing I can't sort out is how, how you do the ventilation then, you know, I think yeah. it's so you wide open. A, yeah. You have to yeah. have like, and here I have a, uh, a hose that I just hook right. up and it pulls all the air uh, through all the stuff. And yeah, it, even just a little minute laser etching that I'm doing, it creates a lot of like, I don't know how to explain it, but um, the plasma CNC creates it the same way. It yeah. creates like a metal dust that's uh-huh. atoms of dust and those uh-huh. atoms are airborne and you can smell them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then at night when I go home, I'd had like the black boogers in my nose and stuff. And so I realized real quickly that I had to invest in air filtration and systems to keep that from happening. So now I have like this two horsepower motor blower motor that basically pulls like a vacuum and it blows all of the, that out the front of the building. So I don't have to worry about that, but yeah. Oh God. I mean, you know how with the shop bot, you have all the dust collection, excuse me. And, Oh, that yep. stuff because it's it's a freaking machine moving, spinning, and creating dust and chips and everything yeah. else. So you know, at least with but at the wood, same time, it's it's doing it's all part the hard of the game. work. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the game. It's and at least with wood, I don't know. I, I've always thought you know it depends on what you're cutting. There are certainly wood uh, species that are toxic as hell, you know. But uh, there's something a little more palatable about breathing a little bit of wood dust compared to metal dust you know that i think is yeah uh, i've got rusty lungs for sure yeah (laughs) but it's i've I've been impressed i've got now i think i've got it pretty much dialed as dialed in as i'm going to get it with the shop bot you know there's a certain amount of dust that's always going to escape um there's also and this is something that I've never seen anybody solve this problem. I've got a few ideas and I'm going to make a couple of videos on some of my tries. But when you're cutting on a CNC, uh, oftentimes, depending on how deep you're going to cut, there's a dust boot and a skirt, you know, like the mustache stuff that that comes out the bottom. Well, Tom Selleck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when the night rider goes around the tool path, you know, the mustache doesn't always hit the road. Right. So that's Hasselhoff, gap. by the way. Get your, yeah. get your actors correct. Oh, that's Hasselhoff. Correct. Man. Get your, oh, Hasselhoff. Yeah, you're Knight right. Rider. Tom how, Selleck how was Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck was Magnum P.I., that's right. <laughs> Look yeah. Who's Talking. Man. Steve Gutenberg. That was, okay. I gotta, get your I 80s gotta compose myself film here. and television together. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Anyway, sometimes <laughs> the mustache doesn't rub on the road. You know, you want it on the landing strip. <laughs> oh, man, there's a million jokes in here. We continue. <laughs> Keep going. If it doesn't hit the landing strip, you can't suck up. Would you call that a mustache ride? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the proper term. Uh, yeah. Depending on if you're, you know, Hasselhoffing around or or <laughs> selicking. <laughs> have you seen Hasselhoff? I can't do it. Have you seen the Have you seen the YouTube video with Hasselhoff singing "Hooked on a Feeling"? Oh yeah, and I mean oh, he's classic. He's a walking caricature. I mean he he. I oh, mean man. when he did the SpongeBob movies, my kids were yeah. young, you know, and I'm just like, I you gotta love this guy. 
Yeah. You gotta love David Hasselhoff. Baywatch. Anybody that can the laugh at system. themselves in that way, you know, you, you just gotta give them props. Don't hassle the <laughs> Hoff. You know, he's he's big in Germany. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard. I'm huge in Japan. Speaking of which, we are um, the. I got an email this morning <laughs> from Chartable. I don't even know where we are but because we missed an episode no! we're no longer in the top 100 what? So let me look at this uh, ch- chartable uh let me see i think it's called chartable chartable update chartable update and uh, one of the things i thought was strange was that chartable says we're um oh yeah here it is chartable says we're we're in the top 100 in podcasts in Belgium. So that's yeah. amazing. We jumped like a bunch of numbers on that one. And then oh, we're also right. in the top 100 in um, Italy and in South Africa. So if you're in those countries and you're listening to the Work For It podcast, cheers Welcome. to you. We appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, we, we fell out of the top 100 rank. In I was the US. seeing that. So we missed the show. I think that's the reason why. Yeah. But, that podcast well, game, man, she's a she's a nasty bitch. She will just yeah, smack you right it. in the face. Man. Yeah. Well content game. I guess uh that's that's I wonder how long it'll take us to get back up. That'll be that'll be I think curious. It, it'll right? yeah, it won't it won't take too much time. I think we'll be okay. We'll be back on it. So yeah. but uh okay, so getting what I wanted to uh switch gears a little bit. Um, yeah. And try to jump right into the question Let's of the week it. because it's been a minute. We for sure. it's been a minute, and we did an AMA, and then I got you know that we missed that show, so I will have to do an AMA another time. But so yeah. I had this thought, like at that um, for this next question, it was the old existential, the quintessential existential argument, which is you know what is the purpose of life and everybody seems to have kind of a similar thread. You know, a lot of people were saying, you know, they they wanted to leave something behind uh, for their children, you know, give their kids something better than what they have. Um, And then I got a couple of like private messages from people like you're, this is a waste of time. (laughs) You're thinking like this. And, uh, and I could kind of see the both sides of it. I mean, I, I get it. But here's here's my argument for wanting to know what the purpose of your own life is. My argument is, is if you don't have like that purpose, because there was a lot of people that were like, you know, your purpose is here to like wander around. You're basically like a yeah. like a, a ghost with a meat sleeve around you. You know, you're you're <laughs> right. a walking sausage. Right. And, yep. and, you know, and, and I get that, too, because yeah. existentialism Part is all it. about that. Right. We're we're yep. just. We're just like the, you know, for all intents and purposes, we are basically, you know, halfway intelligent animals that run around and, you know, we do our thing and we're trying to make the best of what we can make of the world, you know, and do yeah. the best. Hopefully, hopefully not everyone hopefully. is doing this. Right. Yep. Yep. So I have an argument that says, you know, my, you know, my religious views, I'm not like a highly religious per- person. I do believe in a higher power. I, I believe mm-hmm. there is a God. I believe in all of that stuff. I, I do. Because there was a lot of religious people, too, that came out and wanted to talk sure, about that as right, well. Yeah. Uh, my argument is, is if you don't know your purpose, you know, you've been given this gift of life. You know, let's just say you get around 85 to 100 years to wander around this, you know, blue and green ball that's floating around in the in the universe. What are you going to do with it? You know, is it is there a purpose there? Um, and so what is the meaning of your life? 
Yeah. You know, as a, as a, if you're going to sum up your life in one thing, what's the meaning of it? What's the meaning behind it? And that was why I wanted to ask that question. I, I like it. I like it. And I think it's also, it's a, it's a recognition maybe that, um, that, that what it is today isn't necessarily what it's going to be tomorrow or, or what it was yesterday. Right. I True. Think, My purpose has um, shifted a lot. That's a good point. Yeah. I, you know, I, major life events like having children change some of your purpose, right? Uh, job changes, change your purpose to an extent. Um, maybe marital status or, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, any number of things, I guess I've always kind of looked at it, um, as, uh, an ever evolving and ever changing thing. Right. And I don't, okay. I don't tend to step back often and and try to sum it up in a in a nice succinct sentence or paragraph, you know. Um, to me, it's um, it's all. Ooh, somebody just bought Etsy something. sale. Etsy sale <laughs> coming at you. Uh, to me, it's you're it's, rolling in the money now. So yeah, whole ninety nine <laughs> cents. All right, sweet. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's the sum of all those parts in a lot of ways for me. It's and, and, uh, and, and a lot of it is that experience is the experience that you gain from all of those pieces, uh, that puts it together. I don't know how to sum that up and that's about as deep as I go right now. So if I could, if I could, uh, some surmise, 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 yeah. your, your, <laughs> what you're saying is that it's always evolving. And I totally agree. I didn't think of it like that. Cause I'm very mm. like five feet around me kind of guy. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I look to the future, but it's typically business related, uh, not personal related. Um, and mm-hmm. then, so I agree my, my shift, my vision has uh, professionally hasn't changed a lot. I've always really loved commerce. I love business, yeah. but, um, my per, my private life, you know, initially my, when my kids were little, I spent a lot of time like nesting, you know, uh, trying mm. to figure out, okay, yeah. how do I make my house comfortable, you know, for yep. my kids? How do I make it more comfortable for me while I'm raising my kids? And then um, how can I leave something better behind for them? So what I found yeah. is typically people who had that answer, their their kids were younger. So, you know, yeah. that makes sense, total sense, because, you, you know, you get like this worry. I get anyway, I get worried yeah. that the world is going to collapse around my own children. Like I could give right. a shit about me. But if, you know, the, a lot of my anxiety when it comes to thinking about the future for my kids is just that, that there's this impending doom and it, and it yeah. never comes. It never happens. Right. I mean, we, never you know, live through some shit, yeah. but you know, Hey, but it's, it's still, okay. It, it, it's almost as if, if you don't think about it, it may come right. So you got to at least acknowledge some of those, True. those things around the corner, <laughs> which by the way, I was going to mention that I've been doing, I bought uh, myself a birthday gift. I got myself a treadmill. And if you know anything about nice. me, I fucking hate exercise. Yeah. Like yeah. Hate it, hate <laughs> I'm it, the hate same it. way. <laughs> it's the worst. Here's how I fixed it. We're here's so how I solved alike. this. There, there's a weird segue here, by the way. So yeah. here's how I fixed it. So I'm mounting a television right in front of it. Like there you 15 go. <laughs> inches away from my face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm go- and I watch YouTube on it. Yep. And and and, and guess who's cha- I'm watching Cody from Wrangler Star because yeah, his stuff yeah. is perfect. It's like 20 to 25 minutes yep. long. And it's Short usually point. him chatting, telling a story, doing whatever, cutting something up. 
it's perfect. I, I walk, yep. I do my thing. I'm like, you know, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm fucking doing it, you know, and I'm getting <laughs> all hot and sweaty and I don't really notice. Right. The, that I'm so focused. Uh, a fat piece of shit running out of treadmill. <laughs> do you guys, um, um, do you have like, I know folks who live in Arizona and some folks I've known like New Mexico area and stuff like that, right? Like coming into summer is almost like their winter. They spend right. a lot more time inside. Is that kind of the same down there with the heat and Correct. humidity? And, yeah. Yeah. You're not yeah. outside very much. And if you are, you're in a pool of water or on right. the water typically. Cause yeah, the, the whole point of the yeah. treadmill was, is that we are looking down the road of like maybe five months of really hot and humid weather. Yeah. Um, and in, and a lot of times, even in the summer, we don't get, uh, or I mean, sorry, sorry, in the winter, we don't get these cooler days. Yeah. Um, hot and less hot is what I call it. But um, this winter yep. has been really nice. It's been great. We've been able to nice. go out and walk outside and that's it's been nice, nice but that's going to end. So I wanted yeah. to take control of my health and my situation. Heck yeah. Good 44 years old. I just turned 44. Thank you, everyone who sent That's me birthday right. wishes. That's right. Birthday boy. I forgot about and, that for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, you know what? This year I'm going to give my gift, the gift of uh, health to myself. Uh, and because I will not go to a gym. I just yeah. dislike gyms. No. No. Uh, and I wanted to be able to get my heart rate up, even though I'm on my feet almost all day. Like there's right. no chairs in my studio at all but yeah i don't get my heart rate going you know like you know, i'm with something. you i'm the same way i i you know we we do a fair bit of exercise right just through yeah walking all day and moving yep. around and moving things and lifting things and whatever else. it's not cardio though right so that's yes. what i always my wife's the same on me all the time you know like you gotta get out and get that heart rate up and i'm like I don't want to get that heart rate up, <laughs> you know, I am with um, you. I don't like it at all, but what I but, do know is that I'm not getting any younger. So I need to take care of myself and I'm trying to do that. Plus yeah. I'm like, I feel fat. I've got that COVID 15 hanging right. out. I know just I don't look like it. Funk. I wear it. Well, you know, I just, yeah. it's all around. It's right in, the, in that space between my thighs like right you yeah, know yeah. i what all the weight sort of i know i'm getting fat when i start to chafe like between right? my legs like <laughs> you yeah. know just south of the border if you know what i mean i'm like yeah, i yeah. am just chafing like crazy i'm like look i gotta do something i gotta fix this situation so i'm doing a smoothie every day and i'm you know you just go. really taking care of myself anyway segue was Good. watching wrangler star because he's a great guy to listen to and think of the future because this morning when i'm on the treadmill oh, he, he was doing yeah. the um what i don't know what he calls it i fact or something like that where it's like a oh. kit it, it, where it's like medical yes. supplies for the future basically like yep. a, like yep. a bug out bag but just it has like prepper med- stuff. Medical yeah. stuff and i'm thinking to myself like i don't even have a fucking first aid kit like i barely I have a first aid <laughs> kit that's <laughs> right. the size of a pack of cigarettes and i don't yeah. have anything else so I'm sorry. He's really making me think that, you know, yeah. you know, what happens when you have an issue and you need help or, you know, blood it's, clot, you need to clot your own blood. You know, I cut my arm off yeah. using a grinder or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, he's the guy kind of like it's I know there's two camps with Wrangler star. There's like, you know, yeah, people that is. really dislike him. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like I can't listen to him or whatever. But there's a big camp of people that love his stuff. And I am yes. in that camp. Clearly, camp. He's I got, love it. He's Great got content. What, close to 2 million followers, I think, or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, right? right before COVID hit, YouTube actually invited him to New York, and he went to YouTube headquarters and hung Good out there him. And because he's just such a, a, a huge influence yeah. on, on, on YouTube. 
it's really amazing when you think about the, you know, there's there's a guy who, in spite of today's media circus, you know, media giant, uh, news cycle giant, and everything else that has to do with Hollywood and news and uh, spoken, you know, word content, uh, who did it completely on his own, right? And on yep. a platform that's free for anyone in the world to use, right? And, and he, whether he, that was his intention at first or not, I know in more recent years, it's sort of become some of his intention, right? Is to, to prove that he can do it, I'm sure, even if he doesn't admit it. But, you know, in spite of all this shit that's going on, this guy just keeps putting stuff out. And he- He's like three videos it, a week. He's a mad Right. Man. And it's, he does them in one take. I, I've heard yep. him say that in some of his videos, you know, he's like, I actually had to, I had to hit stop and, and do another take. And he's like, I hate doing that. I, I always try to do these in one take. I'm like, man, yeah. that's impressive. But that's like 10 but years of making videos. He started when he was in his like early forties and right. then, and then, you know, when YouTube was kind of just uh, yeah. coming up. And he just decided that this was the path he was going to take and he was going to start yeah. educating people and showing them like, you know, and, and he gets a lot of negativity, the comments, he, you know, he has to block people because, you know, he has yeah. strong opinions. He has the yep. hot take as Jeff Fader would say. And, and yeah. I, and I get it. Like I try to avoid all that shit because I, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I can't uh, handle yeah. the negativity. I'm not. Uh, he he deals with it really well. Yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, stir all right, the pot so sometimes, you know. You got to stir the pot. I'm with him. I, I like He's that become, stuff too. I guess I'll let my him final, My final thought, you know, and there are others like him, but they almost become preachers in a way right where yes uh, uh, of of whatever it is that they're preaching not yes. necessarily a religion sometimes that's peppered in conveniently yep. or, or inconveniently however you you want to take it but i i think to put that um purpose behind it is incredibly passionate and it shows it shows through every time right those people that yeah they are preaching the Wrangle Star gospel or the whatever gospel. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to that, like you said, that education piece. 
And it's uh, folks that struggle with creating content, I think, often miss that piece and how important it is, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. If you don't always have educating. the story and, and the value in the back of your mind with everything you do, that content will fail. I mean, it's yeah. just people are, too, yep. you know, they're smart enough to figure it out that you're just trying to sell them something or you're just trying to do whatever. Bring the value, share, educate, and tell a story yep. all at the same time. And and if you can do that, you're going to win every time. You're going you're to succeed. Time. So, all right. So, real quick, I'm going to read some of my favorite comments. I'm on the YouTube thing. If you want to pull up Instagram, yep. Ben, there's a bunch of comments there. Um, we got some really well thought out. Uh, For sure. uh, comments on this, and I wanted to share a couple of them. Our buddy Nick Tobin over at Pickle Cutters, he says he he's he, he believes that he's here to help others, and it definitely is what makes him feel right. And um and I'll tell you, I, I've watched Nick sort of transform his metamorphosis. You know, he's this you know big guy, you know tattoos, and he's got you know his past yeah. and all the stuff he's talked about, but the guy has a heart of gold. And he's got yep. one of those hearts that he'll give you anything, you know, the clothes off his back. By the way, he did a raffle uh, last week on Instagram, raffled off a knife. And it's weird as fuck to me to hear him speak uh, French. It, it, yeah. It's like because he speaks right? English just like me and you. And then he's like and then he and immediately then he switches French over to like, French. Yeah. I'm used to the English Spanish thing because I live in Florida. You know, you hear I hear yeah. Spanish all the time. Mixed. Right. Mixed a mix of we would call it Spanglish. It's like, you know, people speaking partially English and partially Spanish. And that's not a racial term, by the way. It's like what we all use down here. But it's um, he does it with French and it's freaking awesome. I mean, it's so French is like one of the love languages. You know, you hear the the words all sound beautiful and sexy even coming out of pickles mouth i mean right. you know, so when i say a word sounds sexy coming out of his mouth <laughs> right. it's, it's yeah wow you know different you kind what of I'm sexy saying? exactly um uh, uh, that is neat i i, I can't Im- i always i'm so impressed by people that can speak two languages but it just amazes me yeah i speak english and uh pig latin pretty well but that's it yeah i, you know I speak what I, english and truck driver if ye no ye, right? What uh, I in may? Where did that one go? I was gonna read one here. Um, I got another one. I can read another one while you're looking. Go ahead, read yours, and then I'll read one. Um, <clears throat> Lando Novak, another Canadian. This is a this is a theme. Um, he says, uh, "Oh, dude, this is seriously something that drives me nuts on the regular. I love life. I love me." I seriously love everything, but I hate humanity. Uh, we are seriously so bad to this world and one another. I tried to daily bring to light in the lives of others. We should be kinder to one another and the ground we walk on, we eat on, we sleep on. But here I am burning propane and driving a big Dodge Ram truck to work every day, which is a seriously a five-minute drive. And for what I just preached, I should be walking my ass there. Well, damn it. Yeah. What were we talking about again? Peace, love, respect, uh, the abstract blacksmith. And he's in the middle of that sort of existential argument inside of all of us, which yeah. is why this is such a great question. Because yeah. if you really think about it, it's like, I love driving my car, which, you know, could harm that, you know, you have to kind of weigh yeah. out the pros and cons of everything. Yeah, I just, I just think that we're all, if we could all sort of dial into the same, you know, idea for ourselves 
it would help yeah. us move forward quicker. You know, if that makes sense. Like if you know yourself, you're going to make yeah. better decisions for yourself and others. I don't think we spend enough time with ourselves, period. You know, like any one of us, any, no. any human on the face of the earth, right? I don't think um, most, myself included, I know I, you just don't spend time reflecting on it, right? Um, at all. And I think that if, I don't know, I was getting uh, propane filled the other day. I think it was yesterday. And of all places to get <laughs> inspiration that dovetails, right? It was the guy filling the propane tanks at the U-Haul down the road here, you know, and he starts, I thought he was going to start talking politics, but then it got a little, you know, a little bit deeper than that and talked in talking environmental issues and things like that. And he's like, I gave up eating beef. You know, he's like all that cow shit everywhere. He's like, that's got to be doing something, right? And I'm like, well, maybe. I love it. You yeah. know, <laughs> and if it helps, uh, but, it helps. Yeah. And it, but, you know, like, and then what he said was, he's like, I just don't get it. He said, COVID is a perfect example of everybody doing just a small thing, right? And it making this huge impact. He's like, we all agreed to wear a mask when we go outside or when we're near each other and to stay six feet from each other. He's like, that is to some a huge inconvenience, yet they still do it, yeah. right? He's like, so... Often, he's like, too often we don't change unless the threat is imminent, right? And it's like, well, yeah, True. it's a perfect point. COVID and, and the pandemic is a perfect example of that, right? The off chance that you might get the damn thing and croak is enough to have you put a mask on. <laughs> and know? to a lot of people, it's not enough. <laughs> right. And to others, it's not, you know, so to each their own, I think it's. No, it's hey, whatever, whatever floats but, your boat. I've never, I'm not smart enough to understand it. I, I just had a long I, conversation yep. with Ben over Ben's bites about this. Cause you know, he's, yeah. he was in that world for a long time. That's what he yeah, did. Yeah. He's a PhD and he's like, I'm like, he's getting the vaccine. And I was like, well, okay. Uh, tell me about that. Like, do you feel it's safe and everything? And he, he yeah. thinks it is. And, uh, yeah. I, I will get it at some point. I just haven't. Uh, I'm I'm too I've young. Got, I, I'm 44 yeah. and I'm a youngin down here. So I'm just letting I'll everybody bet. else who's I'm, uh, older uh, than me. Two weeks settled into mine, so I've 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 How you become feeling? fully vaccinated. You're not like speaking you know, Russian or anything, are you? No, I piss my pants at three o'clock every day, and <laughs> I have this I have to wear a diaper for the rest of my life. But <laughs> everything else is great. For, uh, Craving for uh, sauerkraut and bratwurst, but <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> everything's good. I think oh I'm growing God. a third nipple. <laughs> I can't see color anymore, but everything else is perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Hooten Knives. He says, he, I believe it's a he. Uh, he says, not yeah. sure anyone has single purpose. We all play a lot of complex roles in a lot of lives, whether we know it or not. But my main goal is to improve on what my dad taught me. My grandpa was a pretty crappy dad, but later became a very positive influence on me. My dad was a very good dad, but only knew how to grind it out at a crappy job that eventually broke him because he thought that that was what he had to do. So I'm here to teach my sons that you can be more than one thing and follow what makes you happy, even if it can't be the way you make a living, and try to influence them positively the best I can so they can grow up to be good men. There That's go. an excellent, excellent story and perspective because yeah. I think a lot of people don't find their purpose, especially no. the generations before us. 
Uh, By the way, if you're living in our generation, you know, if you're, let's say, in your 40s uh, or or, or young, uh, younger, I'd say even 50s and younger, um, you you're in a unique position because the world isn't at war. (laughs) Yeah. Right. A lot of our previous generations were my my parents uh, lived through Vietnam and their parents lived through World War Two, both very, um, very, very stressful times. And granted, I know we went to war. We Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm not discounting yeah. those things, but we, you know, World War II and 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 uh, Vietnam were very, very harsh on, on a lot of families in in, yeah. in a lot of countries. And so, you know, that's one step. And and during World War II, by the way, you know, the male population of the states just dwindled to nothing. Yeah. You know? And um, the women had to pick up the workforce. They were the ones making, you know, Rosie the Riveter, you know, they were making yep. the, 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 every, all the ammunition and keeping America alive. Nobody had time to think about anything else. Everybody was just right. like, you know what, we're going to be, this is part of the war effort. This is what we're going to do uh, and make it happen. And now we're all sitting around going, my Hulu won't load. Right. right. I can't get my shows. You know, like yep. we're, you know, it, I get it. We're, it's a perspective thing, but we have yeah. it really well. Even though we live in through this pandemic, we have, it could be a way worse experience. Oh man! Um, you know, we have us. the luxury of contemplating questions like this. Really, you know. True. Um, I, you know, think about my my grandfather was in World War II, stormed the beaches, uh, you know, on D Day, and and uh, came back. You know, how many didn't? Um, and I know when he came back, I'm sure he didn't. He probably contemplated the meaning of his life quite a bit when he was on a boat getting ready to, you know, storm the beach. But I'm sure when he got back, he was about done contemplating his life at that point. Yep. You know, yep. it's like he he figured it out. It was it was to get home, and he made it there, and that was it. That was all the further the road needed to go. You know, but I think we we have that luxury. I think um, the state of our world today affords us that luxury, but it's amazing how um, that luxury can turn itself inward uh, and start consuming us if we're not careful. Right. I think yes. we see that so often in society where it just, it becomes a shit show, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, probably because we, we let it get that way. So I think it's always interesting. Um, it's not as, Maybe it's not as easy today to teach your boys in in Hoot and Knives case uh, how to work hard for your for your living. You know, it might not be as easy today as it was 30 years ago, where uh, where everybody or the majority of people were you know working with muscle to accomplish a goal every day. You know, it's uh, how do you teach a kid to work hard sitting at a computer? You know, it's it's a whole different kind of hard work. <laughs> yep, it's um, it, mind work. It really work, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I can't. I can't. The only way I can, I think I can pass on my own purpose. My mom is commenting now on Facebook. She's like, "What's your yeah. answer? What would your answer be?" <laughs> uh, you mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to mom. Uh, so, uh, my answer. Well, yeah, everybody knows what my fucking answer is. I mean, my answer is to to leave the world a better place. I mean, that's simple as that. And if I can do that, and I I didn't know how to do that other than leaving my children behind and they're good kids and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're great kids. And so, you know, 
my purpose, like you said, and I didn't even think of this until you mentioned it. My purpose has shifted a whole shit ton. Even in the last yeah. 10 years, it has shifted. Uh, and <clears throat> I th- I guess the best answer is, is that I want to become the best version of myself. You know, if, yeah. if whatever that means, you know, I've given, I've been given this opportunity uh, through not only my um, opportunities that I've had in my life, but also um, where I was born and the time frame that I was born in. All yeah. of those things worked for me uh, to uh, put me in a position that gave me the opportunity to uh, do the things that I love to do. Hopefully, I don't squander that and that I take that seriously. I was just having, I was on a fucking rant this morning when I was leaving. I was like, if you work yeah. for somebody and you don't take your job seriously, I don't care if you're making 10 bucks an hour or 100 bucks an hour. You're a fucking asshole. I'm sorry. You yeah. are. You should right. get over yourself and clean up and do the job or quit it and do another job. Do something different. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't take their work seriously. And if you don't take your work seriously, you're, you know, you're doing not just yourself, your family, your employer, everyone around you a disservice because yeah. you're just kind of a leech, you know, and right. I really dislike that. Like, I really fucking hate that. So yeah. I started thinking about. You know, all the jobs I had that I didn't take seriously at one time, yeah. you know, I was a dishwasher and, I, you know, I'd be drinking beers in the, in the kitchen with the cooks, you know, we were just a right. bunch of derelicts, you know, yep. but, but my argument was I always got the dishes clean. They were always exactly. fucking clean, but you know, right. I might've been drunk while I was doing it, but you know, yep, they were but clean. they're always clean. I was yeah. also a 19 year old kid, but at yeah. the same time, I want my children to know, like when you do a job, you do it right. You know, make sure you, you know, you give your 110%, go home, put your head on your pillow, know you did your best and you, you created an exchange that made the, you know, push the world a little further along. And I think we've forgotten a lot of that. I don't think that we're preaching that enough. You know, we're not talking about it enough because of this system we've developed where we become a bunch of people who hammer away on computer keyboards. Yeah. And we're doing all it's this hard. stuff, which is a huge part of our work. I totally understand that. But, but at the same time, different... how do you how do you show that? How do you yeah. show that we're a part of a team? You know, we're part of Team America. You know, we're going to yep. get it fucking done. We're tar- part of Team the Human Race. You know, whether it's, you're in um... America, in Germany, where, wherever the frig you are, you're part of the human existence. And we can pick and choose how we move forward in the future. You get basically 85 years to make that happen on average, yeah. you know, depending where you live. And yep. my, my time is more than half over most likely. Right. So right. I've got, I've got a lot of shit to do, Ben, a lot yeah. of shit to a do. A lot of shit. Well, and it is, it's to me, it's, I, I don't know. I find it really challenging at some level. Like you were saying is this system that we've created it does make it difficult to teach a, a kid or to teach your offspring or even to teach somebody your own age at some level, right, who's come up through this system, what the true meaning of hard work looks like. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I often joke that, you know, when I was growing up, I was outside every day with the old man working, you know, physically working on yep. something, Whatever it was, if it was fixing a tractor that day, we fixed a tractor. If it was sure. building a dog kennel, it was building a dog kennel. If it was scooping up shit from the horses, it was doing that. I had so many examples of what hard work looked like 
you know, staring me in the face every day. And I, and I, I joke today, like the toughest thing my fucking kids do is unload the dishwasher and I got to teach them how to be a hard worker. You know, I'm like, that's a harder proposition for me here and now than it was for my old man, you know, who that's all he knew uh, and all he does know. And I think that that's how you do it. I don't, I don't know exactly how you do it. Um, but through example, I think think that's the key. Example is the key. Yeah. Bring them along, you know, uh, bring them for the ride. And that's as soon as they're old enough to not like, uh, be a menace, uh, wherever they are, which is usually like around 10 years old. I say anyway, that's when my kids stopped, you know, being like a danger to themselves around the shit that I was doing. Even by the way, though, even, even when Dexter and Emerson were real little, they were holding the flashlight for me and doing shit like that, like whatever I could give them to do. But Absolutely. now I'm just like, I hand Dexter like a really sharp knife and I'm like, here, fucking go, go for, it. for it. Like do something, yep. you know, sharpen yep. this, fix this, you know, grind this, yeah. you know, and, and at 14, not a lot of his contemporaries are going to be able Can to do, do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no. my dad was, my dad came to the shop the other day. He wanted to, he wanted to actually play with a laser engraver. He was like, nice. he just showed up. This is what retired yep. people do now. He's like, he yeah. knocks on the door. He's like, hey, I was hoping I could just play around with that laser engraver you got. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. So he, I'm like, sure, yeah, here, turn it on. I showed him how to use it. And he's buzzing yep. away and using it and whatever. And and uh, he turns to Dexter and he goes, I hope you realize how <laughs> fortunate you are that you get to play around with all this stuff because- right. This is not normal. Like you're in a no. place with a space with all this fun shit. Our and, kids live in in yeah. interesting worlds, don't they? Whoa. Like, he's he's right on that regard. And yeah. and I've said the same, I think, you know, and and I've said it to Jack who, you know, he's 10 years old and going to be 11 and you know, I I've said that to him a few times. I said and I, I I'm sure the first time I said it it was out of a rant about something, you know, so it probably wasn't it wasn't said the way it probably should have it been. It wasn't the most you know? positive. <laughs> yeah, but it is a positive thing. I, you know, and I, I, I've said like you're incredibly fortunate, dude. Like, um, to, you've got a makerspace, the equivalent of any makerspace that you would walk into today in your backyard. What do you want to make? We can make it. I guarantee you. Sure. You know? <laughs> like there's there's almost nothing that we can't make here. And but it, in their six yeah. year old or ten year old mind, it just it is not going to soak the in. Way it this goes, is right. Th- this is their world. This is all they've yeah. known. You know, since so they were you little. Almost, you could argue, right? That that in some ways, I've made it harder for myself to teach those lessons. I've made it, you know. <laughs> Like you could flip it on its head and, and it could become critical. And, 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 you know, I could say, well, you get all these tools for free. So your kid just thinks that tools come from UPS. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they also see that dad spends, you know, 18 hours a day working at those tools, you sure. know, in addition to, you know, whole, you know, working a full-time job and everything else. So um, I think, yeah, it, it can be taught. It's not easy, uh, but it can be taught, and I think it has to be taught. It, Just it ha- example. That, that it's has same, to start changing. It's the same thing that your dad did with you. He didn't know yeah. like he was teaching you anything. He just he was like, "Look, you're an extra set of hands. I need you. Come yep. along." And plus, he loved yep. probably having you around, and yeah. and that's what what we're doing too. So you know, you, yeah, you're doing great. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're even thinking that way means you're yeah, like, I think way that's above a, the a positive. The, 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I, I, uh, I wanted to, um, just read a couple more yeah. of these real fast yeah, yeah. on Facebook. Um, Anthony Condon says, uh, he wants to produce and raise children that will not squander their futures that will inevitably inherit and take advantage of every talent and opportunity given to see and me- see meaning in everything and ultimately glorify Christ in everything I do to be the best husband, father, friend, and neighbor that I can be. Perseverance, contentment, acceptance, self-awareness, and unconditional love. These are the meaning of life to me. And I'll tell you, man, that's a that's a really awesome, yeah. amazing thing to say. I think Anthony's like in his 20s. I don't think he has kids yet. Um but uh, maybe he does. Maybe I'm speaking out of school here. Mm. But, um, you know, when you, you can tell he put a ton of thought into that. Yeah. I love it when he says perseverance, contentment, acceptance, self-awareness, Man. and unconditional love. Those are big words that mean a lot of things to a lot of people. The, yeah. the one that stands out to me, man, is uh, self-awareness, you know, if, like we said yep. before, if you can determine what your own purpose is, if you can determine yourself, by the way, know all your good and know all your bad, all your demons, all your yeah. angels, understand them. And then you'll be ahead of the game because obviously we all have these, you know, the, the whole, you know, the movie thing with like, you got an angel on one shoulder and yep. you got the devil on the yep. other. And it's like, which one do you give into? But if you know, and I use this phrase a lot, Sarah's yeah. like, you say this a lot. She, I always say it's the devil you know, or it's the yeah. devil you don't know. Because, you know, everybody's like, it's the grass is greener over there, and, you know, whatever, yeah. I'm going to go over there and do that. It's like, well, you don't really know the shit that's piled up over there. It looks like, yeah. it looks great, but, you know, you haven't actually yep. walked over there. And, and, and so, you know, we try to work with what we have. And yep. I do that with myself. I think myself, you know what? I've got a shit ton of flaws. I'm like broken in a lot of ways, but I have these really good positive pieces too, to me. And I feel yep. like, okay, if I know those things, if I understand myself well enough to say, don't put yourself in this situation, make sure that you do this instead. I immediately start to move forward faster. Yeah. You know, all, all the projects I'm doing, everything I'm working on just seems to flow better. And You're I right. have a way better attitude while i'm doing it because yeah. i understand the system that's that's, that's been so true it's yeah so true when when you're in that right headspace um and and you've acknowledged all you know all the good and all the bad you, you got all the ducks in a row so to speak you know where they're all at they're, you're keeping them in sight and you know pecking them when they need pecked back into line it does it, it makes it that's when i hit flow state Right. That's when you hit that yes. state where where the the world is just perfect in a lot of ways, you know. Um, but it's often when one gets out of balance, you know, if you're out in the shop like me and you know that you probably stayed out for a little bit longer than you should have and you should have went inside 10 minutes ago, you know, like that, that demon is out of line and you got to fix it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, the yeah, devil, yeah, you the, know, the devil, you know, you're you. like, I shouldn't be doing this. And the minute yeah. I think that to myself, it's time. Yeah, to stop. You're screwed. You should have yeah. done 10 minutes ago. You should have quit. I'm way over the line already <laughs> by that, by that time. I, I actually get these emails all the time from uh, yeah. people who have built my grinder. They send me pictures mm of the of their end product because at yeah. the end of the plans i actually ask for that 
Um, yeah. And I give them my email and I say, hey, you know, either tag yep. me on social media, tag, you know, tag the Revolution 272 on social media, whatever. And then, um, and then, or send me an email. I'd love to see that in process. I just got an email from a guy named Richard up in Canada. And uh, he said, I wanted to say thank you for putting together such an awesome set of plans. My grinder is finally finished and dialed in. I'm very happy with the end result and added a cooling tray this weekend. So he sent me photos of his nice. cooling trays and all this stuff. He said, at first I was thinking the project was too ambitious, but your videos really helped me along with advice and your your advice to enjoy the process. Because oh, I say nice. this all the time, enjoy yeah. the process. I especially appreciate the fact that you take time to improve the design and uh, issue updates. The, Amen. The part that I always am, in, by the way, if you hear me say, enjoy the process, it's because I've told myself this. Right. A hundred right. times. You're not enjoying what you're doing. What is the fucking point? If you're not enjoying yep. the work, granted, not everything is going to, you're shoveling shit yeah. some days. No. Some you're not going to enjoy all that every time. Yep. However, you're doing something and you're learning something. Whatever new process you take on, whatever task you take on, the end result is like the small piece. It's like it's right. it's uh it's you get it, you're done with it, it's fantastic. If it's something you've made to sell, it's gone. Yeah. All well, look at yours, that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. all boiled down to putting shit in boxes. Putting right? shit in a bag. Like I, yeah, that's it. From the last episode I that stood out to me is just a, a moment where it was like all this incredible work on designing a grinder and you put it in boxes. So you're yeah. right. It it is more about the ride, you know. Yeah, it's about the ride, man. And yeah. then I get all this feedback from all of these people and they're yeah. sharing with me what they've made and how they've, you know, what they've, you know, they make modifications and they're, you know, doing what yeah. they want and they're painting it a different color. I believe that that's partially my purpose. That's like part yeah. of my meaning of my life. Hell yeah, it is. And when you Hell share that yeah. content back with me, it just, it, I get overwhelmed yeah. sometimes. I, you know, the, the kind words that, you know, people send back to me. So Anyway, yeah, that's I forget that's my about meaning some of my of those, life, uh, I, and I, I like, I forget about some of those moments. To be completely honest, the more I mold my workshop into a studio, you know, as compared to a workshop, uh, you know, for making content, um, the more I kind of forget about that sort of childlike fascination that that you get, you know, where. Uh, you come out to the shop and, and it's just, you're just rolling on whatever it is, whatever idea you have in your head or you've had in your head all work week or whatever it is. And yeah, I got time to do it. And, and away you go. Right. And, and everything just is an absolute fucking blast. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And I forget about that from time to time. And, and I think that your plans, your grinder design and the videos that go with it, I, I guarantee you that that instills so much of that in the community of folks who are fortunate in that that's every time they walk into the shop, right? Only sure. now they've got a, a companion, right? Like they've got a buddy doing it with him right there on YouTube, you know? And I think that that's, that's kind of what sucks a lot of us into all of this. And it sucks people into sharing on so social media and everything else is it is, um, you know, workshop warriors are pretty uh, independent, right? It's a pretty lonely pursuit, 
But oh, when you yeah. find that, hell, this guy's making videos, he wants me to reach out, you know, and, and you move them enough to where they wanted to share their win or their enjoyment. That's, that's awesome. And Just they're awesome. a lot like us where they're sort of like introvert extroverts. You know, they, yes. they, they want to reach out and go, Hey, check out what I did. And Oh man, this was a great experience. Yeah. And then they're like, goodbye. I'll never see you yep. again. Fuck if you off. were standing in their <laughs> shop, they would talk to you for four straight hours. Uh, right? yeah. But if but you saw them at a dinner party, they wouldn't yeah. say a word. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's like sums us oh, all up. Man. Right. Son of a bitch. It's um, so true. We're a weird bunch. We, but <laughs> yeah. I love us. But it's the best nope. family I've ever had. I mean, you know, don't, exactly. if you're my family member, don't take that the wrong way. But you know what I mean? Yep. I, it's like these people, I mean, I did a live, by the way. Um, yeah. I saw I you know. joined uh, B. Co- Brian Cohn's live. Was I was awesome. freaking hammered. I was. was it was toasted. a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yep. And I'm dr- my in-laws were over and we were drinking wine and then they left. And then I get yeah. on it, you know, I'm like kind of oh, like yeah. half in the bag and I'm on Instagram and then I see that they're doing a live and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I jump on and then I'm, you know, of course I'm messaging yeah. them and fucking with them because, right. you know, Brian, it's Brian Cohn and CJ, yeah. um, uh, John, uh, CJ, yeah, CJ Johnson. Badass, and, uh, uh, Blade Works. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, hey, join <laughs> up. And I'm like. Sure, right. why not? And, I, and of course, now I'm fucking Harry Carey. And I'm like, right. what What kind of bell are you making? Uh, play by sloshing my wine around. CJ, what are you working Get on, hard. buddy? You know, like I, I immediately turn into Harry Carey and I'm just like drunk and people are now commenting how drunk I am. Yeah. And, uh, it, and I mean, hey, look. This is the real world, by the way. That's I don't right. cover any shit up. Everybody gets to see whatever, whoever I am. Meanwhile, Sunday Dexter's like two baby. inches to my left. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday fun day. Exactly. And by the way, it was a beautiful day outside. You know, it was like yeah. 72 and sunny. Oh, it was like perfect nice. wine drinking day. And Hell I'm just like yeah. snooty and drinking by the pool and whatever <laughs> else. And um, Dexter's there hanging out. He's having fun. We're doing our whole <laughs> thing. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm like... What did you know? I I had like the immediate, like, like, oh "Oh, no, this is like (laughs) recorded somewhere, and and people are gonna like judge me. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Who the fuck am I anyway? Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. Good times. Speaking of B Cone, I got his answer here. He says, Hey, gentlemen, my answer does not take a long list to explain, but I'll make that list for you. Number one, do whatever it takes to keep my lovely lady happy. That's Ooh. it. Happy wife, know, happy life. Yeah, that's he it, says, baby. I know that here soon. I know that here soon. That will include something sparkly on her finger. Oh. Thanks again for the great podcast. Oh, oh somebody's gonna get engaged. Mm. It sounds like might be. Yeah. We got somebody's, a hint. We've been. We've been. Yeah, man. Maybe he's forging. Uh, maybe he's forging rings and not blades. Awesome. Yeah. You know, my wedding ring is a twenty dollar um carbide tungsten carbide nice uh, wedding ring. It's just that yeah. I had uh when I was married before I had like a white gold ring and stuff that costs a lot yeah. more than this one did. And um uh it would bend a lot because you know I would be working in and it would either hit it on something, it would scratch and yep. it would bend or whatever. This thing is yep. hard, 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 and it's tw- it was that's, twenty bucks. That's what it. I've heard. Those yeah. I, I can't get mine off. <laughs> is it what, um, your hands are swollen or are you just uh, it just i don't know just, it won't go past my knuckle now oh, like geez. i literally couldn't get it off when i well, when gr- we first bring it got over married, here we'll grind it off right when we first <laughs> got married um we were out getting a christmas tree 
and it was pretty loose at that point. And my hands got so cold and then I like was blowing on them to warm them up and shaking yep. them and it flew off. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so we proceeded to purchase a metal detector from Cabela's and wait uh, a minute. Where drove up into the woods. We were up in the up in the hills here outside of Boise. Drove oh, back up. There was no. about a foot of snow. Walk up there. And you found got it. Found the damn thing. And no uh shit. within four hours I purchased and returned a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> It served its but purpose. But I found it. And, uh, yeah, I found it, got it resized. And uh, I must have been a lot skinnier then because now it just, it ain't coming off. And that's all right. I don't mind. I just kind of forget it's there, you know. Yeah, I wear mine all the time. I, I never take it off really unless I'm like doing yeah. something where I feel like maybe it could, I could smash and break it. Because I think tung- tungsten carbide it'll will shatter. shatter. Right? Yeah, it'll yeah. shatter. It won't bend. Yeah. Or, it'll just break. Yeah, but, I, hey, like I, a lot of guys wear those rubber rings, and I've never. I can't get around the rubber. I've ring. never felt that my ring is in a dangerous enough spot. Right. I guess you know, but maybe someday I'll lose my Real, finger because of my ring. <laughs> Real Go quick, okay, we're getting to the end of the show, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm not because I was on Facebook and I got distracted. I'm looking at your video of you putting in the dados in yeah. the drawer boxes. Apparently very satisfying. That video is doing pretty good. Oh my God. I, yeah. I had to watch it like five times, but I'm the most, the, the most intriguing piece of that video for me anyway, from my perspective is the end. How yeah. the fuck did you do that with the coffee mug, with the logo floating oh, on top I've of the I've got a buddy that, uh, um, so TC, what is it? TC Timber Art, I think it is. He uh he makes those little and yeah TC underscore timber art okay uh, Nick over there he makes those he he bought a he bought a piece of software and he oh. was making them probably about a year ago it I saw really real. on his it does it's really kind of cool he sent me about six or eight different um uh, little animated logo things. And he sent them to me almost a year ago. And then Nick kind of comes and goes from social media a bit. Uh, he worked with uh, ArborTech for a little while on their Got doing it. a little on the road thing, uh, power carving. But he sent it to me okay. about a year ago. And I downloaded the ones that he sent me in an Instagram DM and the video quality was shit. And I'd been using them for like right. a year. And then he messaged me like a couple weeks ago. He's like, dude, I can't fucking believe you're using those. He's like, the quality's <laughs> terrible. I was like, dude, I've been using them forever. He's like, I'll make you some new ones. So he made me some new ones. But I think he's I think he's willing to make make more if you know folks are interested in Yeah, you know. I mean if I I personally I think it looks great. I, I, I don't know if you saw the last Instagram post I did, but it's got like steam coming off the platform. Yeah. Yeah. I bought this app for my phone. Sarah found it. And it's uh, it's called Motion Leap. Motion Leap. Oh, nice. Okay, it's twenty dollars. Okay. And wait until you see some of the shit I can do with this thing. I mean, you nice. can make like I could take a picture of a grinder as long as I use live on uh-huh. the photo. Oh yeah. And then it'll the take the shit. grinder and it'll turn it into dust and it'll go. Oh, and cool. It'll just like you know, like so. Yeah. get ready because i'm gonna be posting a shit ton of these you know Hell useless yeah. you know marketing things but they're fun to make hey, and they're you know it's they like are a, and you know it just keeps people aware that i make grinders and do whatever but yeah. that's like i've been trying to think of like okay 
I can only take so many photos of this damn thing. I can only use it so many different ways. Right. And, you know, and, and, and by the way, some people are just on Instagram and they get caught up in that piece of it. Like they, maybe they don't make grinders. Yeah. They do something else. They're like, how do you do that marketing component? You know, how do you yep. make that happen? And yep. I'm like an open book. I will talk about it all day long. In fact, I love, I love the process of marketing. Yeah, I things. do too. Um, and so yeah. it's a big piece of how, um, I work. And so every time I'm doing something, I think, how can we leverage this for a marketing component? And, uh, and by the way, the only reason I feel like I can do that with a clear conscious is because I have an amazing product and I'm not just stroking my own balls here. I feel like I finally did something with my life that has meaning and purpose and it's a really good quality thing. So I'm going to just tell the world about it and, and hope, hope they support it. Which they have. You got to get to that level too, you know. I think that that, that's that's the secret sauce. You know, I think folks want to know the secret sauce. It's like, do that. that. Find it. But how do you repeat that? That's the tough part, right? But, But finding that thing that is, that in a lot of ways, you know, that, that project sort of defines a lot about you, right? Sure. It's it's incredible it's an incredibly versatile tool that does an incredible amount of work and it looks good if it, you know like it has all of these attributes that make it just the whole package, right? The possibilities are endless with it. You you know, you I keep agree. building attachments and other things and so it's it's really yeah, it makes a really really gl- great platform. You know, and maybe that's it is how do you build a platform and not just a widget? Right. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I, I unknowingly did when I yeah, developed right? the, the chassis because I was like, well, there's a lot of uses for this, but I didn't really know where it was going to go. And then yeah. when we developed it into generation four, I realized it was really important to keep the core, the chassis the same or at least close or make it easier to make anyway. And then, and then, then that way, you know, you can upgrade it or you can do whatever you want with it. So now all your attachments, everything works. And that, um, that was an accident. A lot like the engineering of it was an accident and, and, but it was something that I really loved doing. So I just kept working at it and changing it. So I hope that you find the same thing and that our audience finds the same thing. They find that meaning, that purpose that I found in my, in my drive and everything. And what I've discovered is I always think this right before I make a post and maybe you can um, share your experience with this too, real quick, right before you make a post, you think, aren't they sick of this shit already? Like, you know, and then when you post it and they're not sick of it, you're like, amazed and and but i get that like weird feeling in my chest like whenever i post on youtube i'm just thinking like man they've got to be sick and tired of watching this right and every single video there's just more new people watching and more interaction and engagement and i think i'm just at the very tip of this thing there's of the iceberg man yeah there's no doubt i do the same my 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 thumb hovers over the the right. share button uh, yes. when you post to Instagram every time. And at first it's checking through, like, did I typos, you know, all sure. that. But then it's just like, is this thing really, like, is this, is this worth even fucking sharing? Yeah. You know, like, Second guessing <laughs> you get time. that question where it's like, 
I don't even. Uh, I stop doing no. it now. Like when I make something, I, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Send that shit. Uh-huh. Just send it. Send it. Go, go, I go. need to get back to that. I, I find that, you know, my my excuse to myself has been, well, it's okay to post less because the the, the quality of the content is higher. Bullshit. Mm, content is content. Yeah, I have to disagree. Know? And uh, I, I've, I've buffaloed myself long enough. Uh, you know, into believing that, but content is content and proofs in the pudding, right? I've had some absolute bullshit posts that have just gone <laughs> viral, <laughs> viral. And you oh, go, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You'll quality. Like, what am I is, watching uh, here? Oh, let me watch it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if you think it's, you think it's terrible, somebody's going to think it's amazing. Yeah. Not for the intended purpose, but just because it's, because you can't see it or whatever. You're yeah. making something and you don't right. see what they see. You're looking at through your own All you see is drawer parts, filter. right? And and they right. just see like, oh my God, look at that blade carving through that wood. Oh, fucking hard on. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know? I watched that, you know? that one, you know, I sent you that close up of that yes. uh, CNC thing. I can never remember the guy's name. Oh, but, I can't either. Yeah. It's like Tyler. I want to say Tyler. Ty, Ty, Ty something. Yeah. Yeah. But I watch those videos. I'm fascinated, fascinated I, by those yep. V-carve systems. I am and, now too because I'm I'm wanting to wanting to copycat, and I can't figure out how he does it because uh, he does it with. I can tell you how uh, he does it. He's he, got a good he, camera. He has a great camera, and he films yeah. everything in 4K uh, exploded. Yeah. So it's using the okay. full full frame, and yeah. then. So then he goes in and he just takes yeah. and creates. So he's a got cut. like tons and tons. So he clips it out, but then he's probably like a really high frame rate, right? Or it could it could be that, or it could be that he's actually got a smooth operating gimbal on his yeah. camera, and he's just yeah. you know practicing and you know maybe he's doing it by I hand. I find it's really it's smooth, hard so. to focus on the spinning end mill. Believe it or not, which is which seems well, strange. like my Canon 90D, I can tell it to to adhere itself to a pixel. Yeah. So yeah. he's probably got a, a homing pixel somewhere on his spindle, ah, and yeah, and go. he's tapped that, and then in his man, I'm telling you that Canon, all the Canon stuff, I'm ah. super impressed with the the autofocus is what like whenever you see some of my shots and they're super tight, yeah. I will zoom in, I will use the autofocus feature. And then I will disable the servo and that servo stops the movement of the lens. And then I shoot my piece. And the only way I can get, you know, whenever I'm watching a YouTube video and the camera's going in and out of focus, it's super distracting. I have to disable that feature because it's like, it drives me fucking crazy. But uh, anyway, I'll uh, listen, bet. Yeah, I wanted. Uh, we've already gone on now. We've ran long enough. <laughs> but, it's all uh, good. But but I I just wanted to let the audience know how much I appreciate the kind words. Everybody how sent tons it? of people messaged me after last week's show about Sarah being in the hospital. Thank you. Appreciate you. And I had another revolution around the sun this year. Another I trip, turned forty four. Another trip. I spent all the way around the sun. And uh, thank you for the happy birthdays and everything else. Anything else you want to plug, Ben? No, I can't think of anything this week. Um, No. By the way, we're going to totally steal what Knife Talk did with the phone call thing. That was fucking hilarious. Wait a minute. I I, I wanted to bring up a beef. 
all of a sudden they're gonna post a question. They're oh, gonna post I know. a question Trust every me, week. I know. I was oh, gonna call where'd Jeff. Where'd that out, idea man. come from? That, yeah. Uh, where'd they get but, that hey, idea? Listen, all the best ideas in the world are stolen. So we're gonna That's steal right. what they're doing. I love that phone Amen. call thing. That whole that entire scenario with the people calling in and yeah, the music and cutting people off and playing people. Yeah. Craig, when he is hilarious, gotten that down now. I mean, the first episode, yeah. I. I mean, it's kind of rare when I laugh like out loud and I, know, me and too, I yeah. laughed out loud numerous times on that episode. I was. Do I more was, of that, yeah. guys. I appreciate it. And by the way, I I'm going to be the new spokesperson, the new uh, announcer How did you work for Knife Talk. Well, they sent yeah. me the scripts, so I'm definitely going to read go. them. Yeah. So. Do it. Hit Love us it. up via DM at the work for it <laughs> dot podcast on Instagram. <laughs> it's that, that easy. easy. <laughs> I've been practicing. I've been practicing. So. You're not going to do Arnold, are you? No, I don't do impressions. <laughs> and and here's the Harry reason Carey. why I don't do them. Replace him with Harry. I I told Sarah I go. I want to do my um my uh oh my god, what's his name now? It's, it's uh, Sean Connery because I do a really oh, terrible yeah. Sean Connery, right? And yeah. as a joke, I was going to you know try to one. do it, and Sarah's like, no. No, don't do it. They that. might like it's, it. Yeah, well, <laughs> number one, it'll, I'll be the laughing stock because I sound like right. an absolute idiot. Uh, but I just think it's kind of funny, you know, that, but yeah. you know, no, I'm not that great at it. But, you know, hey. uh, bottle I could line, probably microphone. do Arnold too. I could think I could do Arnold better than the guy that actually does I'll bet Arnold. you could. Yeah, I'll yeah. Bet, yeah. That guy, yeah. I don't know how much Craig paid, but not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's there's comedic value in it because it's there, actually there so truly bad. Is. Yeah, and, and see, that's and my argument for my it. Sean Connery. Yeah, you know? it's just, and they've I, stuck with it for so long too. You oh, know, like, trust me, something can be terrible, but if you fully commit to it, regardless, you know, like yeah. I know it's shitty, but I'm still playing it. <laughs> and not only that, it, it was like when I was doing voiceover work for the television station, it was like I didn't really give a shit. Cause like I would yeah. never have to see right. it. I didn't watch the channel, so I didn't Way really care. Yeah. I listen to knife talk and I'll hear myself. So I better I do a damn good job. Yeah. It's always so strange to hear yourself. I'm, I'm I, I've gotten used to it, but I still, there are times where that's not me. <laughs> my favorite sound is the sound of my own voice, Ben. I don't oh, know if you know yeah. this. <laughs> Singing in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> all right listen i'm gonna let you go all right brother it was great hanging yeah, out with you guys in our workshops hey. and our studios this has been Everybody. the work for it podcast i hope you guys are all out there working for it see you on or the just next contemplate episode. or just or think about it you can just think about working. life you know, or you just, can watch us work. About it. either or contemplate let's get to <laughs> later work. all right see you <laughs> bye 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 Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big